It's happy hour again from the Collins Hotel in Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. We're at the Collins Hotel, which is on St. Charles Avenue. A great place to come and stay if you're coming to New Orleans and a great place to come and have a drink if you're here already. As our guests are doing around the table, this is happy hour in the next 60 minutes. You'll get to meet just three of the many thousands of fascinating people who live in New Orleans and you'll get to hear some live music at the end of the show. You might conclude New Orleans is a great city where people love to talk, have fun and enjoy great music, but you probably know that already. And that's why you're listening. So let's get right on with doing nothing but enjoying the next 60 minutes of Happy Hour together with my special guests, Rabbi Jonas Schiller, who's the Executive Director and Campus Rabbi at Tulane University's Hillel Foundation. Hi, Jonas. How you doing? I'm very good. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. All right. My other guest over here is Andrew Ward, who's the Founder and Chairman of the Board of the International High School. He's also a ghost tour guide. He's the High Priest of the Running of the Bulls. And he's the MC at the Big Easy Roller Girls, where he's known as Reverend Psych Ward. Welcome, Reverend. Thank you very kindly. Good so we have here. a rabbi and a reverend <laughs> Amen, already. Brother. Amen. And we have a wonderful, talented, I guess you would call you a folk singer or a rock singer? Um, how about just songwriter singer? Singer, songwriter, Lynn Drury. I, I, I like to do it all. Yes? Okay. You named as the best emerging singer-songwriter in 2004. Since then, you've emerged. And, and then I emerged. <laughs> and you have a new album out called Sugar on the Floor, which I we're going to hear some songs from later. And on the piano, as always, the lovely, talented, and charming... Mitch Foreman. Hi, Mitch. Hey, how's it going? Very well. How are you doing? Excellent. And we're off to a great start. <laughs> we're off to a great start with hardly any mistakes at all so far. Mitch, <laughs> what's been going on over there? What have you been up to this week since I saw you last? Oh, I've been up to uh, my usual. I do a little TV show writing. Yes. And, uh, what TV shows are you working on this week? I was working on the exciting Dr. Phil show. Well, how's that working for uh, you? Dr. Oh, Phil. Well, Dr. Phil, we're very tight, very close. Yeah. You never met him, right? <laughs> no, I never Just met him. Just sending the music? Sending the music and uh, wait for the money. To I come. was going to say, yeah. did you write his jokes? But No, no, no. Yeah, does, he, he doesn't no. Have, does he have does any he jokes? jokes? I, don't, I don't know. Do you That's, watch Dr. I Phil? <laughs> <laughs> no. I was not thinking music. I'm sorry. I was no, Mitch how? writes his music. What sort of music do you write for him, Mitch, actually? You know what? It's, a, it's like the background music, and I write for this uh, one company, and he writes for a couple, about four or five shows. Now what is the soundtrack of menopause? You know, I'd really <laughs> love to find out. What. You know what? I don't have to make those decisions. Someone else may. I just send right. the music, and if, if it's menopausal, they pick the perfect piece for that. <laughs> hey, how do you get to be a rabbi, anyway? That's you know, um, that was a segue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil is a yeah. rabbi. I'm interested. Dr. Phil is not a rabbi, is he? No, he's not a rabbi. Nor he's not even a doctor, doctor probably. No, I think he's the anti-doctor rabbi. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, I, you know, you just you study a long time and you sit and you get fat and old. That's usually how you're you not do doing it. very you're not good fat. on the fat no, part. And you're very young. I'm well. not. I'm just throwing people off. I know it's a, you know it's a, it's radio. It's radio. radio. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. say anything. You are incredibly fat. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's a it's a long lengthy process. But uh, I, be honest, I had never really sought out to do that. It just sort of happened. Why did you set out to be an artist? What did you say? Were you, did you set out to be an artist, a painter? No, I, I, mean, I, am, I am an artist. Did you know that, though? Yes. Oh, I, did. I didn't even know that. That's interesting. It's on the internet. Oh, is uh, it? Oh, yeah. I've been Googled. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I am an artist also, and I did that for while I was doing my rabbinic stuff in uh, Jerusalem, while I was also watching bombs being blown up. It was very... But you also started as a hippie, a brown, did you not? Jeez. Yeah. I mean... Good work, Andrew. Wow. Feel? This guy's God, a I didn't Google anybody here. Okay, yeah, I also played soccer, brown, and I did courses at... I did my stuff at RISD, right? School Design, and also I became a rabbi somewhere along the way. You've done a lot of stuff already. 
Yeah. What, which was the biggest mistake? The biggest mistake was going to Southeast Asia with an ex-girlfriend to see if that would work out, and it didn't work out in the first three days. <laughs> and so he turned to God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you grew up in India, right? Right. Yeah. Believe, so and actually right next door to Israel and Egypt. I spent five years there. Oh, which wow. in, in India or Israel or Egypt? Uh, well, five years in Egypt and four years in India. Well, that's interesting. I thought they thought so, but dengue yeah. is is, is dengue interesting. Is, was but the awful. highlight? Was it the highlight? The dengue fever? <laughs> We've got a lot of stuff to get to here. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's just Lynn, the have whole you had time any not not drinking the water. <laughs> no, did, did you, you know, get any you recent you infections, Lynn? So, <laughs> or mosquitoes? Did you Google, no, I'm healthy did you as Google, a horse. <laughs> did you Google Lynn? Uh, oh, Andrew, where did she where did she grow up? I, I don't know, but I've been I've been trying the last six years. You do know, right? A little less illustrious past, but um, I yeah, I'm from Mississippi. So, oh, how dull. I was born in Yazoo City, Mississippi. Oh, that's in pretty Delta, cool. And I grew up about an hour from here in uh, Carrier, Mississippi. And I went to the University of Southern Mississippi. <laughs> you haven't been to Egypt, India, or but you did go to Italy. But I lived, I lived, um, I lived almost two years in Italy uh, in 2008 and nine. Now and you went with a guy to Italy, right? I yes, like, I did. And, like Yana went with it, a girl to only, Asia. And yeah, what, how long I, did it take before you got there? About a year and a half. And then I still would go and visit, and then it was like, oh, right, six months from now, I'm going to see you, and we're not together anymore, right? Right. So. He was Italian? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. It's all on the execution. I was, I was back there. But it should yeah. be said, as we're talking about exes, I actually met my wife in Italy. Oh. Now, she's not Italian. But she's as awesome as any Italian could possibly oh, be. Oh, I like that story. Yeah. Can she cook Italian food? She can cook, yes. She can cook Italian What food. was she doing in Italy? We were both studying art. She was studying film and I was oh. studying painting. And is she from the mm. United States of America? She's from uh, Dallas. No, it doesn't count then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's okay. Now, you, you know, you're still married, obviously. I'm still married with three, three little children yeah. who are... Oh, Mazel Yeah, that's thank that's you. Then Lynn's choking to death. What happened? It's, that's thumbs up. That's two thumbs up. Well, three thumbs up. With a right. One for each child. Sure. <laughs> right. Two it was beautiful. Two I like boys that he said he's still, yes. Two girls and a boy. Oh, it's close. Yeah. It was going to be one or the other, wasn't it? Not you were married. We have transsexuals in India. I, a long so. time ago, but I don't, I don't count it. You don't count what? Sorry, I wasn't I don't count attention. the time that I was married. Oh, you were married? Yes. I, are you a virgin? For about a year. I was married for about a year before I realized... Um, well, actually, when I said I will, which doesn't even, you know. I will. I said I will. That was a mistake, wasn't it? What I was wondering is if you I don't, do if you don't right. count that, what else don't you count? Um, I don't know. Nothing. Just that. Just, just marriage. that. I don't count that. Like if somebody says, birthdays? were you married? I go, no. Well, I, I didn't get married in front of my family, so I don't count it. Did you get, really whose family did you get married in front of? His, but we, we, eloped. we, we sort of just ran off. and you, ran, you eloped with his family? Well, not really. Just his parents came, whatever. That's not eloping. It's, really it's not eloping if his parents come. It's a, that's just not inviting your is. parents. I think that's just is. weird, actually. You know, we, yeah. just, we went on vacation. I came back married, and then I realized, how am I going to get out of this? Because I'm not. Dead. Yeah, you know, I've heard that story a lot. How actually. am I going like, to, uh-oh. What I was just I made thinking? a big mistake with a guy. Yeah. That's yeah. a pretty big mistake. How old were you? 28. Oh, that's unforgivable in that case, really. Ooh. Isn't it? Because that was, that was just a couple of weeks ago. Then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. right. You know, yeah. I just had my birthday gig at Le bon Ton last Friday. 29 is amazing. Yeah. You look great, actually. 
You really do. Fat. The, the light. It's <laughs> great for The light like the fat old <laughs> rabbi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the Christmas tree. Where'd you get your rabbinic ordination? <laughs> <laughs> so w- when did you? But when did you come back from Italy? Uh, well, I moved back permanently in 2009. 2009. When did you come here, Yona? To New Orleans. I got here uh, f- three and a half years ago. So that'll be 2008 yeah. or something. I don't go by dates. <laughs> no. Three and a half, though. Yeah. That's funny. People, Summer. It's like being a kid, you know, when you ask them how old a kid is. Yeah. I'm two and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So three yeah. and a half. How do you know? So when do you change it from three and a half to three and seven months? I never do the months. I just do you halves. just do the halves. Halves or holes like around. increments yeah. of six months. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. in six months, you'll be here for four years. Four years, yeah. And what about you, Andrew? I moved here in 2004. So you've been uh, here for 12 years. <laughs> no, that's not right. <laughs> Hold on. Another <laughs> drink and I'll agree with the math, you know? <laughs> what are you drinking? You're drinking martinis. I've switched now. Now I'm off that's to the nice. vodka soda cranberry. Now you're going from here, you said, to the a ghost tour tonight. That's right. Uh, we Tell have, us we something about how you got to be a ghost tour. Oh, absolutely dumb luck. They had a sick tour guide one day and they found this dumb schlub who was doing his doctoral research in the historical archives. And they said, hey, do you mind coming out and telling some ghost stories? And I said, sure. Sounds like a blast. And, uh, who was the person who invited you to do that? Uh, it was the owner of Haunted History Tours, Sidney Smith. And uh, he's you know, been operating this magnificent tour behemoth for the last 17 years. So you go around and you show... I mean, I've seen these. You guys seen these in the French mm-hmm. Quarter? You mm-hmm. see these groups of tourists. Well, you guys should walking. come. You're welcome anytime. I probably learn a lot. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any ghosts at your house, Lynn? No, but I've seen... Um, I've seen ghosts before. It was her former in-laws. <laughs> I think there was one in my in my house growing up. You think there was? In Mississippi? Yeah, like I could have been grandma. There was one, okay, there was one time, you can tell me if this is anything, I don't know. One time, I was still at home, I was like 20, 20 I hadn't moved out yet, and my parents, but two nights in a row, I had um, this sort of crazy nightmarish, dreamish nightmare sort of thing. Where you know how in your in your head when your voice when you yawn that like mm-hmm. like was overtook my whole but it was black and it was nothing but I swear to you I was elevated out of my bed and I woke up and it was I had digital I had a digital clock and it was midnight on the dot next night what same thing I woke day? up midnight on the dot what time did you go to sleep digital twelve zero zero I thought you were some sort of rock and roll star you're in bed at Midnight? This was this was before I didn't I did not pick up the guitar until I was twenty five years old. Until I was right? graduated oh, college. Okay. And, uh, and then I just found my you know, I found my Well, this is a whole story we have to get to. But anyway, back but, to the but, ghost. But, so you but woke anyway, up two nights so in a row levitated off the bed at midnight. Is this in what the Delta or in Carrier? This is in Carrier. Oh, were you in the bed or on the bed? It was on the bed. But you were in a dream. It was a dream? It 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 was more like a no, not really. But it's recur- it's been recurring over the years, but it stopped. It stopped, I think, uh, like After 10 years ago. About, about eight years ago, it stopped. I haven't had it again. When my life is, when I'm not suppressing things, I think mm. that it, it doesn't come. But when I'm, like, suppressing things, it comes out in my, in, like, a nightmare. It doesn't necessarily anyway, have we don't to have to ghost. talk about this. No, I, <laughs> yeah, think, no, 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 I think no. we are now. I though. think it's absolutely fascinating. And you get stories like this from all sorts of people all over the world. You know, it's talking about how something inside of them is trying to get out. Yeah. That's not an exterior ghost. That's your own will trying to express itself. Yeah. And it gave you this, you know, sequential uh, sequence by saying, like, you know, hey, turn you better. You, yeah, you got to pl- you got to reset your clock because right. it's just blinking 12 o'clock. <laughs> right. Every right. Time. Very, nice, yeah. very nice interpretation. Sometimes it is but literal. You know, can, well, can our own will dreams. make us levitate, though? Absolutely. Rabbi? I, it was mm. almost like. The, I never learned that. 
They don't teach you that in rabbi school? That your own will can make you levitate? See, now the rabbi's lying back in his chair, yeah, holding onto the microphone like some sort of like, there. I'm resting yeah, it on my stomach, my yeah. <laughs> portly belly. Distinguished. His distinguished okay. guy. You, you, it's a too much effort to sit up at the table, Rabbi. I, it's more You're comfortable. Ha- okay. Is that okay? No, it's fine. It okay. just looks strange that like there's holding a sort of a microphone stand. Reclining. <laughs> reclining. Why is this night different from one of <laughs> Exactly. Nights? In a minute, he's going to sing us a lounge tune. Hey. That would be nice. Hey, maybe it's time for you to sing us a song. What, uh, what do you think? Is it? Yeah, well, I mean, let, let's, why not? And then we'll come back and talk about ghosts after that. We and levitation. I just do want to know one thing before we leave this thing about ghosts, though, because you said you were lying on the bed. Don't and, you? You don't have because, any sheets. Because when I woke up, I remember the sheet falling from. I remember it hanging, so I know that I was. Like, so you kicked the sheets off. But I and think nightmare. It was like something was trying to take my soul. That's what I think. But. <laughs> it was your own soul getting out, Lynn. It was your own was soul, own trying, soul to escape, trying to escape, and you let it. And right now, you're going to give it vehicle. You're going to sing, yes, and you're going yes. to. D- d- I will say, sing? I will say, Hang according on. to Jewish tradition, you actually any dream that you have, you have an obligation to try to interpret it. Ah, okay. So it's certainly not only does it mean something, you are obligated to figure out what it does mean. I, for, I that, mean, I keep a dream journal. I have lots excellence. of horrible. Nightmares. That Focus I on the good. Focus on the good for you guys. There was, yeah. another, there was another rabbi, Rabbi <laughs> Rabbi Elimelech, said that the fastest way, the direct communication to God, is through song. So you now really? have this opportunity to to communicate with a big man upstairs. Is it in the Bible, Rabbi, that says you have to interpret your dreams somewhere, or is it? It's in yeah later. In, there, well, it's not. There's a lot of super commentary, but in the commentary, there's definitely a lot of thought given to dreams. And Joseph was one of the great dreamers of the Bible. Oh. Pharaoh. And his and his interpretations, his dreams himself, ended up dictating the future of peoples and, and civil, civilizations. Do you really believe that? I mean, it is that is the narrative in the Bible. But do you believe that? I believe dreams are very powerful, and they I often tell you something that is can't be articulated when you're awake. Agreed. Agreed, Lynn? I agree. I okay. totally agree, yes. And the Pharaoh of Egypt agreed. That's why I he brought him in there and said, hey, I have these dreams. What do they mean? I think if you live against what is in your heart, that it will, your subconscious will be like, hey, knock, knock, knock. What are you doing? You're not going, you know, you're not, you're not fulfilling your purpose. It's 12 o'clock, like woman. That, I'm going to make you levitate. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, here's... wake up, wake up. What are you doing? You know, sort of. What are you doing? What's what on? Are, what are, what yeah. are, well, let me, can I, I need to grab a, yeah, a you... pick. Okay. Somewhere. I have a pick. Maybe we got to get a lounge song in Hebrew. <laughs> Do you do any lounge songs in Hebrew? I don't I'm not a singer. Mitch, can you play a little? I can do. Just a lamp <laughs> until we're ready. Mm. Kind of like. Oh, Lord, you made many, many drunk people. <laughs> I realize, of course, it's no shame to be drunk. This is Andrew Wood, but by the way. But it's no not great Rabbi, honor either. Show. So what would have been so terrible if I had a small bit of sobriety. <laughs> if I were a drunk man. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Okay. Yes. Oh, microphone. Back okay. Yes, back to our regular programming. Lynn Drury. A song off the new album. Should I, should Sugar I do that? On the floor. I should do a song off the new album. Of course. I think you should. Hello. Let's see. Which one do you want to hear? Um... Oh, I should know this. I should have this prepared. Mm, well, not really. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, it's not it like anyone's up. listening. Woo! Yes. All right. Yeah. I guess uh, maybe something upbeat, right? Yes, something upbeat. 
let you get to me again But I only hurt myself And now All my energies are scattered Scattered all around And I feel I feel sorry for you my way at least I show you the truth and I hope you never see what you lose just look away and away I still want you but I may never lay eyes on you Title song off the new album, Sugar Thank on the you. Floor. I wasn't expecting it to sound like that at all. Were you guys? That was 
No, it was magnificent. Uh, yeah, not that you weren't expecting it to sound magnificent, but I wasn't expecting it to be a song about you being sugar on the floor. That's the, that's, yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, so is that a song about things that went horribly wrong and that you're mistreated by? Yeah, speaking of Italy. By the Italian guy. <laughs> so you got your revenge on that guy. What's his name? Roberto. Roberto. Oh, Roberto. Roberto is a great guitar player, Luti. This is he, Roberto Luti who was the guitar player who broke your heart and treated you like sugar on the floor. Didn't really break my heart. Okay. Yeah. He gave you a good song. That's great. He gave me a few good <laughs> yeah. songs. A few yeah. good songs. Yeah, it's all about the song. I don't really need the guy. I just need the song. <laughs> well, you needed him to get the song, I suppose. You must have cared for him at one point a lot. I, I do still, yes. You still do care I for him. I still do care. You yeah. seem, it, that song sounds like he hurt you. Well... I don't know if I what I was gonna say. Sorry. Look at the three guys staring <laughs> at you. <laughs> I'm feeling I, awkward. Um, I, I must realize my power in this in this world, yes. in this life, and uh, I haven't done that. So. You haven't realized your power. I think power. I'm a very I, I am very powerful, but um, I tend to let men uh, take advantage of me. <laughs> I don't think that's that terribly uncommon, is it? No, but. Um, how should I put that? Yes, I've been uh, I've been the object of. How would you do it differently this time? I think I take my time. I think now I'm older, so it doesn't. I'm not gonna. I used, I'm the type of I'm a Sagittarian too. Mm. So I just what does that so mean? So I tend to Talented. just jump in and like, hey, I just jump in with it. That's you a know, Sagittarian I like thing. you. You like me? Yes. Let's, ah, we're gonna have fun. And then um, I've done that, you know, for the past what. 15 years right. I had like um, since you were 14 a, yeah right how so many, how many guys had, did you go through I, well I've had like four four year relationships that were significant in my life and they all started off fast yeah and they all ended quickly or they end badly not all of them end well yeah they pretty much all ended <laughs> badly okay so did you get songs out of all of them I mean was there some sort yeah, of artistic of redemption course. that came I, as one, a result the one love of my life that I didn't marry um, I he's got two records worth you know two whole records worth wow. Wow. Pretty much. Right. did he get a thank you note when you broke <laughs> up I mean this is really he well, we were in a band together for five years so okay so, and, he, knows, um, so he helped craft three, the songs Yes, we were we were a team. Yeah, he was an arranger, I was a writer, so it was really great. Until you, you think about this: if you work with, if you sleep with someone, you play the show that night. You wake up, you go have coffee. You're never ever separated. We're uh, joined at the hip, so you burn, mm. you burn up. That's there like there goes and, your that's time. Like, that's like me and Mitch. So if you had spaced <laughs> us out so and only fun. saw each other maybe three times a week, maybe it would have lasted like ten years. But it, in the you in burnt this up case, all the, That's what I think about working out at the gym. Same thing. <laughs> You know, you only have a certain number of heartbeats. <laughs> why would you? Why would you waste them all? I like you know, that. lifting weights. Do you think? Do you go to the gym, Rabbi? You look very fit. I don't. I do my own thing at my home. What do you do? Stress out, worry. I, I do push-ups. Push-ups. Oh, yes. really? How many can you? How many can you do? I do a. I do 150 push-ups. No, there. that's not true. Yes, you sir. are. You lying. All right, get, get down and give me 20 right <laughs> yeah, now. Come right. on now. I want to see a, that. You do 150 push-ups. Yeah. Do you listen to that's inspirational music while that's happening? I mean, how do you make this? How, no. do, you, how do you summon from within? You know, and I also, well, I, well, I do two other things. I jog on occasion. I also play on a soccer team. Okay. Ah. Yeah. 
Well, that would be more yeah. explanatory as to why you look. Well, you so mentioned it earlier, like playing on a soccer team at Brown, but basically that just means like drinking beer out of a cleat and smoking. I also I also went to Brown. Oh, did you really? For one semester, it was too damn cold. I left. Yeah. I wonder if you were like one of these sort of psychologically weird people that just takes on the other person's fever. You had dengue fever. I am a rabbi. Did you know that? You had dengue fever. Now you went to Brown. That's right. I did. Are you wonderful? Do you know my wife Al? Are you a rock singer? That's my wife. <laughs> oh my god. This is weird. So you grew up in Varanasi though in India, which well, is the, ho- the yeah. holiest part of India. It was. It was I mean, this is a place where it's the largest pilgrimage site in the world. I mean Jerusalem is third, Mecca is second, and uh Chestahova, Poland is an unlikely fifth, which is where I lived later, right before I came to New Orleans. And uh, where uh, <laughs> I can't believe. Hold on, hold on, okay. <laughs> Does that mean in terms of populate numbers of people who actually go to those places each year? In the year? course of a year, yeah. In the really? course of a year, seeking and some so, religious or spiritual. Exactly. So Varanasi. What was the, what was the order again? Uh, Varanasi. Yeah. Mecca, Jerusalem, Rome, Chesahova. Wow. Wow. What is yeah. I've never heard of. Thank you very much. Yeah. Nobody's heard of it. Nobody's heard of and it. And that's this the is m- people go there the most. Uh, fifth most what's in the, the world. What's oh, fifth there? The Black Madonna. There is this. She just walked past right when you <laughs> said that. Did you see that? <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> Speaking, she shall manifest. So that's magnificent. Uh, yeah, she was a. Uh, you know, it's this. It's supposedly, it was the table in Constantine's house, and uh, or excuse me, a table in the Holy Family's house that was painted an image of the Madonna and Child by Constantine's mother Helen, and then it was brought to Czestochowa, central Poland, and it has been there ever since the ninth century. Who's that? Sounds like your dream when you just made that noise. Oh, yeah. That sound that sounds like Italy. Your, yeah. I heard Italy in there. <laughs> it's like when yes. you put a shell up to your ear and you so, hear yeah. So get this, right? You see a bunch of people groveling around on the streets of Bourbon, you know, in Bourbon Street in uh, Mardi Gras, sort of going through the gutter and the bile, the slime, the urine, the beer, the beads. What block are you on? <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I Any like block. I saw it. <laughs> Yes. No, but that's like any Tuesday night at the boot, right, <laughs> Rabbi? <you know? laughs> well, how, does, how do we get And what you, what you have, them, what I'm telling you is yes. that you have these people in Chestahova every August, they come and on their knees, they ascend the Yasnagura, the mountain of light, and they go all the way to the miraculous icon on their hands and knees, bloodied and beaten and battered with flowers in their hair, and they go around the icon, they circumambulate on their knees uh, 15 times. And they say their prayers and then they all go home. Which religion is this? This is supposedly Catholicism, but it's highly pagan. I love the pagans. Pagans. Wow. Pag- <laughs> the pagans. I love the pagans too. And um, what, is, this, <laughs> is this some sort of sect? I want to hear more about the pagans, actually. <laughs> yeah. Is this some sort of sect of the pagans that are doing this? I have a friend, Jimmy Fagan. He breathes fire. Do you know him? I do know Jimmy Fagan. I love Jimmy Fagan. Doesn't he also do massage? Yes. Yes, I know Jimmy Fagan. Jimmy Fagan does, does everything. No, Jimmy Fagan is the massage walla, uh, the massage dude for my uh, the owner of Haunted History Tours. Oh, he's awesome. He's been oh, full not, circle wholeness. He, one degree of separation. We lived, he lived. We lived in the same house. I lived uh, downstairs. He lived upstairs in uh, in Broadmoor for six years. We were neighbors. Did he get dengue? I I could ask him. Did, Did he break up with a man in Italy? He uh, collected. Uh, he collects um, men from Italy. Either banjos or swords. I can't remember. I think swords. Why would you get those confused? Strings, blades. <laughs> right. I, um, why would haunted history tours have their own massage guy? 
Oh, it's an extremely strenuous job. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the ghosts. Are there really ghosts in the French Quarter, or is the whole thing a hoax? Oh right? my God, it is. In fact, you know, if, 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 I, if I may, you know, hoax or real? Uh, right. No, it is. In, in it is in fact quite alarming. Uh, there is either it, way that could go either way. Alarmingly right, false or alarmingly true. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. I learned something just two weeks ago. McDonough Fifteen. Sorry, we don't have time. Right? Okay, yes. <laughs> do you know? Do you know the school? McDonough Fifteen. It's on the corner of Saint Philip and Royal. It's a big red building. Yes. Uh, Elvis Presley filmed King Creole in it. Yeah. Uh, par- partially. And what I just learned is that in 1958, while he was filming it, there was this little boy on the third floor, fifth grade math class, gets out of class because he says, I got to pee, I got to pee, I got to pee. He rips out a shred of math homework. Don't rip that up because I'm going to have to read that later. Okay, rip it up a little bit. <laughs> and he goes running down over through the entourage through the parking lot up to Elvis Presley and he waves around this piece of math homework and he asks for an autograph and Elvis is like my god who's this kid how do you manage to get through all these people and up to me he signs the autograph pats him on his head sends him on his way when he gets back to the door Elvis stands up on the bench he says hey kid you're gonna be someone someday and damned if he wasn't right that piece of math homework is currently framed hanging on the wall behind the desk in this man's office. When that kid grew to be an adult, he set into motion one of the most terrifying trends in all of American history. He was none other than Richard Simmons, sweating to the ah! oldies, oh, no! New Orleans. I'm a pony, it. I'm a pony. Okay. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Terrified, aren't you? <laughs> oh my God. Wow. That's a great story. That's a great but story. Richard Simmons is not dead. No, he's not right. dead. He's not dead, but it is. Elvis Presley is not dead. He, well, oh, is he? <laughs> well, it depends if you believe on, you know. I thought you were going to say something like, and if you watch the movie, you'll see this ghost of a kid. He was, wasn't a real kid that asked for how, how does that get into the ghost tour, and how much would I have had to pay to hear that? I, I would say that if you came on any time, I can tell you that and much more. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we have cross-dressers galore, and we have pirates, and we have uh, dead monkeys and uh, mules. <laughs> and massacres. Listen, I haven't, I haven't had the question answered yet, but I don't really know if I want to. <laughs> are there, are there any actual ghosts in the French? Quarter? I give you my word, there are. There are. You've seen them. I've, I've heard, heard them. them. You've heard them. Really. And I've had people just pass out on my tour outright. Well, that's not un- <laughs> unthinkable. Yeah, we leave the bar, and next thing you know, and I'll hop somewhere <laughs> in. Down they go. Hey, um, do you, let's listen to a bit of jazz, Mitch. What do you say? And then I want to come back after uh, Mitch Foreman's going to play us something. And then let's come and talk back and talk about the Jews. Okay, I love talking about the Jews. Let's I, do it. I would love, like to do that too. You'd love to do that. Well, you, you know, th- you know it's don't hold back. That's the whole problem. You know, the Jews are the new Elvis. That's actually true. The, the Jews, Jews are the new Elvis. <laughs> there you go. Mitch. All right, well, this, this song is a perfect transition between um, the ghosts, Jews and Elvis. Elvis, and the Jews. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. And I just made it up right now, and it's called <laughs> String Theory. It's called what? Sure. String Theory. String, String Theory. theory. Okay. All right. Yeah.
Yes, thank you very much. Right on. Mitchell Foreman and String Theory. Very nice. Did you just write that, really? Well, it's based on a song called I've Got the World on a String. On a and String. Ah, oh, yes. String Around know. My Finger. There you go. Okay, very nice. So we said we were going to come back and talk about the Jews, and let's do it, Rabbi Schiller. So I, I was wondering what it's like being a rabbi in New Orleans. You know, um, it's interesting. Uh, New Orleans is a crazy, crazy town, and, and it's it's my kind of town. I'm I'm sort of not a typical rabbi, so it's like on some on some level I can't really speak for the 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 world of rabbis, but. I find New Orleans to be a very religious place, really, um, in the sense that um, when I think about religion, I think about people who are committed to something and uh, idealistic and, and in the end of the day are willing to sort of um, give up everything for the pursuit of something deep. And what are we committed to pursuing here, apart think, from hedonism? I think people are, pursu are pursuing themselves. You know, there's, like, there's a certain realness that you have in people yeah. here that I think is very cool and admirable and rare. That's true. That's one of the things that attracts everyone to New Orleans, I yeah. think, how open and direct everybody is with each other. But I w hadn't interpreted that up till this minute as a religious... It's, a, it's an honesty. It's a, almost a secular thing rather than a religious thing. I, I think honesty and religious life is the same damn thing. And I think a lot of, a lot of the religious world has been kidnapped by people who are not so honest. But that, you know, it's Amen, that, that's Rabbi. A, that's a separate conversation. Well, not really. We can have it now <laughs> if you like. You mean people are in religion for the money or for some no, self-aggrandizement or something? I just think, listen, I teach, a, I teach a Jewish mysticism class at Tulane, and I teach also another course about Judaism. And when I talk about religion with kids, who are, none of these kids are religious. They feel they say very deeply religious things and feel very far outside of the religious world, and that to me is bizarre because if they're obviously connecting with something that feels inherently religious and deep, why is it they are find themselves on the outside of some sort of you know? Well, you paradigm? yourself didn't start out on the track to become a religious leader. I mean, you you felt a connection to things, whether it was team sports or art, you know. And then next thing you know, in world travel, and the next thing you know, you become. Uh, a rabbi. So these kids are just in the nation's stages of the same process that you went on. I agree. I agree. I just, for me, it's, it's disturbing that the, the, um, the orientation they have towards religion is not what they associate those mm. feelings with. And that's a problem in religion as far as I'm concerned. Well, your interpretation of religion is not strictly orthodox, though, by the sound of it. Well, I mean, You've got I, a sort of a wide definition here I of think what it, religion is. Well, I think, it's a, I think it's the beginning point of religion is, is a place of of honesty and being true to yourself. And I think if, they, if you start there, then... It doesn't require a God, though. Um, I think th that's true, but, you know, my first question would be, was like, what do you mean by God? Like, you know, how you define, define God is, is really the beginning of that conversation. And, and it's not an easy one to define. Even in, even well, in if we could define that, we wouldn't have to be sitting here. <laughs> well, you know, but all over. We'd but already have ascended. Yeah, you know, exactly. At 12 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> right? Maybe you're on your way. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't have woken up. That was a mistake. I think that the trees talked to me when I was a little kid, but hey, that's just what between you, you, me and the, you, me, and God, right? And, and the trees. Whatever I think of as God, but I, I, was, I grew up in Baptist church, and I, I saw firsthand, you know, the hypocrisy, and, and so when I, and my family didn't grow up, and you know, my, my parents didn't take me to church. I just went because I wanted to sing in the youth choir. And so I had this horrible experience as a 16, I started at 10 years old. My, I would have, you know, I would sing in church. My, my family wasn't there. I, I went to sing and, and yes. I loved it. And I loved the youth group and the, and the trips we all took and, and all that stuff. What but, was the horrible experience? Well, the youth director, um, when I became like 16, dun, he, dun, was, he dun. was 29. Italian? 
he was 29 and he asked me <laughs> Thanks, he would ask, was asked started you know he asked me out and so this sort of uh, gossip thing I didn't go out with him I was 16 I, I I graduated high school at 17 and then I went off to college and I never went to church again ever because of the youth director the, the choir director. Also because Skeevy. of the small Sketchy. town church. Gossiping. The gossiping was that you know everyone thought that I, I was going out with him. How do they? And they why is that a bad thing necessarily? Like I mean, she if was you sixteen. He was twenty nine. At oh. least he asked. <laughs> oh. it, you know, it, it turns out that the, the guy whirlwind. was arrested later on. He had been kicked out of nine churches. They oh, did not monkey. ever do any. You know, they didn't check him out. Are you yeah. sure he wasn't uh, Catholic? I mean, this is ridiculous. We see no. this all the time with little and boys then he started, in Boston. And then he started coaching uh, uh, junior high girls in Slido, and then he got—he finally got caught. And uh, you know, I'm, as a, as a relig- you know as a clergy person, I, yes, I ask you. I mean, what is why? Like, what's the why the religious why the religious affiliation with creeps and mm. children? I mean, I'm not. And it's not only well, in one religion. I mean, just no. what. I don't think religion has a corner on creeps, but I think when they show up there, it's more creepy. It, it's, it's worse you because, think that, that, it's, that, that, because religion is based, I mean, or at least the ideal of all spiritual pursuits is based on trust. It's trust that you are being honest with yourself, you're being honest with others, you're being honest with the Almighty and vice versa. And mm-hmm. so when here's a leader in that community and someone breaks that sacred contract of trust and does something to the most vulnerable of our people which are the children, then it is absolutely unconscionable. So and, you know, I don't believe in hell, but sometimes I wish there was. So people who break that contract, like Jerry Falwell, could burn there forever. So, so let, me, let me just ask you, do I mean, you think there are less creeps in summer camp? Fewer creeps. Uh, Fewer I, creeps. I don't know about just. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell us about summer <laughs> camp and well, Yazoo. No, I, actually, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, like, I, I mean, like, you know, like the, the camp counselors, no, you, you just don't hear, okay. you don't hear right. rings question. of camp counselors. You, you know, you're yeah, right. You do have a point. Abusing children. That I mean, does happen. And it happens with Boy Scout uh, troop leaders. It does not, or it does? It, it does. does. It absolutely yeah. does. Yeah, yeah, but what you're saying, Rabbi, is that most in some, in most summer camps, you don't hear people coming back with wholesale stories of Yeah, camps shutting down because of pervasive problems. And that's the obvious place to do it because you've got you're away from it, all controls and you've got these kids out in a cabin wow, yeah, I don't know point. why no one's thought of that I mean I just wonder what right. is look what, what you've just at. started right? I just don't know if it, I wonder if it's a, it's a, it doesn't seem to be a press thing it seems to be something about the dynamic of maybe it's what you're talking about in terms of your you know it's all based on trust and so there's this opportunity to put it in a, in a sick way and then there's power there's power involved with the religious leader being over the children and the parents trust implicitly this uh, religious leader to well, be with their children. But there's so counselors, you know, camp counselors have that. Yeah, same yeah. thing. I, I guess it's just mm. different when it's... Uh, let's, um, sorry. let's just get back to reality for a moment here. Why did he ask you out, Lynn, and why not one of the other girls? I don't know. Maybe I was, you know... You're the best looking girl in Carrier? Maybe so. No. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> Well, it is a small. It is a small town. It is a small town. Some of those country country (laughs) girls aren't all that necessarily good looking. That's true. You know, let's face it. That's true. But then they're farmers, daughters. Yes. What did your parents do? Um, my mother was. That's a tough question. I know that. My mother was a homemaker, and my father. We had a lot of quarter horses that we trained, and I was a bell. I was in the rodeo, and so I was like. So you're a real country girl. Yeah, we competed in. my dad took us to the rodeos. I mean, I didn't have, I, I wasn't a kid that grew up in summer camp. I never went to, I don't know what that is. I never had been ever to a summer camp. 
Well, that's a shame because it's Cause we sex had, free. Yeah, because my mom would say, what do you, you know. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, so we just I, we, I tell you, I'm we went to the rodeos and I and I had the, you know the 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 family uh, the this whatever. No, I'm not no, going to go. go on. I'm not going to go there again. You don't want to tell us about the rodeo? God, this is becoming you therapy. Do you know that? Well, that's okay. Nothing happened with. I the had horse, a Reiki so. session yesterday, and Did I. Did you? Was, that's yeah. the levitation. I <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say about the rodeo? Because that's something we haven't discussed on the show ever. I don't believe the rodeo. Um, it was great. Um, I, w- I competed since I was five years old. Well, like, do you still get to ride? Um, what no. Do you, do you do? Like I mean, bucking I, my brother and my sister still have horses, and they, you know. Did you stay on the back of a, like a bucking horse or something? It was uh, my dad trained barrel racing horses. What is that exactly? Um, do you have a pin? I do. I have it in my hand. Well, right you know, they're no, you know these cocktail glasses. Do the figure yes. eight. This yeah, is, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. radio, though, so, so no one else here, except we'll four use, of us can see yeah, this. Yeah, we'll so do this. We'll do it this way. Okay, so. So you have an arena, okay, right? Okay, so now we'll we have the glasses arranged here. We we'll have say the arena is a square. What that is goes this over drink here? Uh, it's, it's mine. What, well, you're, on, good, you're, though, third, you're gonna have a terrible hangover. Achaim, Achaim, Achaim. I gotta go to work. Well, what is the this? third type different drink you've had though? <laughs> back <laughs> to barrel you, racing. Okay, put that back where it was supposed. That was a barrel. Yeah, you just took the second barrel. Yeah, that was the second How can barrel. you do okay. that? Okay, so, okay, so here's t- here's a um, a timer, a clock. Like okay. here's the arena. The arena is a big square or oval. Um, Doesn't matter. You took the third barrel now. You took the third barrel. Third barrel. We took that away. We have three. We have three fifty-five gallon drums. You know, drums barrels. Triangle here. Yes, and you run. It's a timed event, and you just race, and you race around this way, and you go figure eight, and then you go to the third barrel, and then you come home. Fastest time wins. So the horses are so taking horse a really tight turn around a 55-gallon drum. really, really tight and and around each barrel. And and I don't know why you had barrel, to put right? all these glasses on the table well, to explain that. But I'm sorry. That, so What's your record okay. time for it's three barrels? It's called a cloverleaf pattern. Is it? Okay. The pattern is called a cloverleaf clover pattern. And what's pattern. your record with a cloverleaf? Well, it depends on what arena you're running in. Oh, okay. Okay, so that sounds like a lot of fun. I learned a lot about life. Did you fall off a lot? I fell off a lot. Did a you lot. break anything? Nothing. Bad. Never bro- broken a, a bone. Hey, let's talk about sex again because I read this on the internet. Oh, God. Okay. Let's talk about it. Yeah, Rabbi, Rabbi Schiller. Hold a second. Hold a second. What's the segue to me exactly? Well, <laughs> right? This is, this is Creepy a, religious. Okay, okay. Well, let's no, come, just kidding. Let's come, <laughs> let's come back and talk about that in a minute then. I want to learn uh, uh, about Jewish people too. Do so. you? I do. I think he's moved on. I heard, oh, sorry. I heard that... Uh, <laughs> I, I heard that Jewish guys are good in bed. Is that true? I, I yeah. Mm. Okay. Keep drinking, Rabbi Lachaim. Um, I'm just social. asking. I'm just asking. I'm just thinking back. Oh yeah, there was one. Never mind. Well, one is not a random sample, really, is it? One is just an anecdote, which doesn't count. Quality. Doesn't really count. It, it was, okay. Let's have a song. <laughs> you want to play a song then, and then we're going to come I, back I, and talk I about do, Jews. I do, but and you're going to kill me because my guitar. I need to tune my guitar. Well, we can do that, and uh, Mitch can uh, play a song in the meantime, and the rabbi can sing. It's funny how I call you the rabbi when you have a name, Yona. I mean, why don't I call you Yona? I could talk about my friend, the rabbi. Talk about your friend, the rabbi. Let's hear it, Mitch. Yeah. I have an unconventional friend, rabbi friend, who's um, just like Yona. He, he has. Uh, 
Yeah, developed a sure. musical instrument based on the shofar, and it's a MIDI shofar. Like the shofar is like is a ram's horn, ram's horn. Ram's horn. that is played on what uh, festival is on that? On Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of the New Year, the Jewish New Year. Not on Yom Kippur at the end? At the end of Yom Kippur as well, but it gets his main play on Rosh Hashanah. He is a priest of all priests. Yeah. That's good. That's pretty so good. Anyway, you know a lot tur- about religion. We do what we can, comrade. So, <laughs> so he's turned it into like it's a... It, it plays, triggers other electronic instruments. Via What's his name? With a computer. Rabbi Bob Gluck. From, um, from Los Angeles? No, he is from. I knew him. I went to college with him. And he just, he's, uh, I think he teaches at Albany State College, electronic music. And he's a rabbi and an electronic music teacher. He's got an electronic cool. shofar. Well, of all the um, things, the shofar, it's like a ram's horn and there's no mouthpiece in it or anything. No. Right? It's just, so you just blow it. All natural. They, sometimes they have what looks like a bit of sort of uh, duct tape around the bottom of it. Yeah, there's, sometimes there's like a little silver, silver well, sort of sheath on the end of it. It's not your father's shofar anymore. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to play that, Yona, when you do services, or do you have a guy that comes I, and does I, that? I do know how to do that. You can awesome. do that? You learned that in part of rabbi school? I can rip the shofar if needed. <laughs> wow. We'll, we'll have you back on another. Sure. Maybe That's we should great. over Happy the Jewish holidays. It. We'll have you back and we'll do a bit of. Uh, Happy you to know. do it. So um, you can have a few, a few shofar players. Yeah, so, Reverend Sykeward, how do you know about all these uh, different religions? Well, my my family is highly fractured, and when we were growing up, uh, we moved around a lot because of my dad's job. And so one of the things that happened is my uh, mom ran off with the shofar, uh, the chauffeur, rather. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> some, of that, some of that might be true. What? It, it unfortunately is very true. When we were living in Cairo, yes, my mother ran off with, uh, with the help, as it were. Your mom, your mom ran I off love with, that story. Yeah. She ran off with the Egyptian driver. She did. She did an Egyptian Muslim, but, uh, 18 years her wow. junior wow. driver. Wow. That's interesting because that's, I, that's one of the worst cities to drive in in the whole world. It is, sure is. <laughs> I mean, what they always say is that you want to have a second date. Your first date should involve adrenaline. And so when you're driving, you know, a menopausal woman around Cairo in the middle of the day. And are, know, they, are, they, still to, are they still together? No, problems? no. She divorced him and uh, she married a man from Finland. Oh, okay. Well, wow. she's, she's moving in sort of in a more icy direction. From <laughs> yeah. And what about your dad? Where is he? Uh, he's currently in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia with his New Jersey wife. And what does he do that he travels all around the world? He's a diplomat. He That's represents American culture and interests. Really? <laughs> He's representing us right now as we sit here. As this moment, sir. Wow. And what does wow. he? What body does he uh, work for? The State Department. Good God, really? So he's representing us. But as as of this moment, what we're doing right now is being represented over there. And the (laughs) last, the the reason why I spent so much time in Israel is because his wife was the cultural attaché in Tel Aviv. The the woman from New Jersey. Right. She was a cultural attaché, as you said, from from America. (laughs) To Israel. to Israel. She wasn't from America. She was from New Jersey. She's from New Jersey. <laughs> so she works for the State Department, That's too. That's a very important point. <laughs> Thank yes, you. Jersey. She yes, works for the do. State Department yes, as well. she does indeed. What's well, a sort of a high-powered political family you come from? And you I, must I be a disgrace to No, no, no. They're all... <laughs> <laughs> Rabbi, take me to counseling. <laughs> no, I'm Come, just kidding children. about that. Therapy. Come, my children. You, you, found, you founded a high school here, Reverend Sykeward. Well, well I'm, I'm you've part got of them. You're one of the founders. You're the chairman of the board of the International High School, which, by the way, congratulations. I see you're opening a second one in Jefferson Parish. 
Ah, actually, these are that's a feeder school that has been set up by our allies in order to make sure that once they graduate from eighth grade, they join our high school. But yeah, we're the only open enrollment public high school in the world that offers French and Spanish language immersion programs, meaning that they're going to take their classes, their algebra and their uh, physics in French and Spanish in the course of the day. And then they're also going to study Arabic and Mandarin over the course of the day. And so when they graduate, they've taken IB, International Baccalaureate Diploma Program, and gotten college credit from Bard College in upstate New York. So that when these children Yay! of New Orleans graduate, they're going to be ready to be the storm birds of the working class. Hello, America. Hello. We're ready to take over the world. And they're all starting at the International High School at 727 Coronavirus <laughs> Street in the Central Business District. Thank you. Wow, very good. I love <laughs> that story. That's, Thank you know, you. you seem just like a crazy guy, but actually... <laughs> You're totally got, crazy. This is an, this is an incredible... T- yeah. This is quite a table of uh, of, of New Orleans we have. Right? That's a really serious thing you've done. I mean, it's a serious school. With well, you should come by and check it out. You could do a show right there. You'd be amazed. Our, our, our kids are quadrilingual. But these kids are <laughs> these kids are having an opportunity. I just want to learn Italian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, well, we'll give you a chance to redeem yourself. That was, the, that was the longest time I've ever heard anyone tuning a guitar, by the way. We had a whole conversation you know about I, four I must, languages, three countries, two marriages, and you still only manages to tune those six strings. I'm not going to tell you that the battery died in my tuner. It would have been a lot quicker. But really? So I'm using my ear. Which well, it was is, only the tuner that the battery died and we're all right. <laughs> Okay, what is this song, Lynn? Um, uh, I, I don't know. Okay, well, we'll just take a stab at it then. Let's take a stab at it. How okay. about we do, I can do this one, it's about, about New Orleans, sort okay. of. Yeah. City life. I love this city life and the dust and the dusk of the trees. City streets laid out, they glitter like diamonds from somebody's broken window pane. City life and the dust and the dust covered trees. City streets laid out, they glitter like diamonds from somebody's broken window pane. I guess I rather be Sing that part if you want to. Okay. Messed up is better than pretty. Here we go. 
when I'm old and I move to the country when I'm old and gray and I and I don't know what to say I sit at home alone all day no don't come around don't call don't come around don't call I'm gonna move to the country when I'm old yeah I'm gonna move to the country when I'm old and gray and I and I don't know what to say. I, I sit at home alone all day. No, don't come around, don't call. Don't come around, don't call. I'm gonna move to the country when I'm old. I'm gonna move to the country when I'm old, when I'm old, when I'm old and gray, yeah. Uh, You know, I mean, yeah. I do. You do not. Or do I got not. some scars. You have scars, Lynn Drury. That was lovely. Thank was you so beautiful. much. That's a song that's been around for a while too. I've heard you do that one before, done, somewhere or other. I I wrote that and it probably yeah. It's on the it's on the latest record. Um, but it's yeah, it's been around. It's, it's on an Sugar on the Floor. Post Katrina's type song. Right. That's a, that's a more of an upbeat song, even though it's a love song to New Orleans in a sense, right? Sort of, yeah. Wanting to come home and yeah. to be here. Where yeah. were you after Katrina? I was in Memphis for a year. It's well, that's cool too. Yeah. Hey, listen, we're running out of time here, so I have to get back to sex for a minute because I, I, <laughs> I did find this on the internet. That's my favorite subject. Yeah, that's why I wanted to help you out. Good. I, are you, are you, I, I did this this eligible morning. Eligible bachelors around here? Well, yeah, I'm sure someone's listening that's going to be. Can they get in touch with you at lindrury.com, right? 
Injury.com, yes. Yeah. For okay. dating. For dating sure. purposes. Okay. <laughs> um, so this is what Rabbi Schiller, this is what you said uh, in an interview with, um, this is like 60 minutes now. With, All right. With, is it a, was it a, some sort of place called Busted Halo or something? Yeah, like I'm familiar. Okay. So I don't know whether you really said this, but this is on the internet. I just printed it off. It says, um, someone's asking you a question, something about some you know, thing or other, and you're saying, in Judaism, we see sexuality as the pinnacle of spiritual expression. It's true. Wow. Ah, it's true. I thought you were going to deny it. Hence the three children. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's absolutely true. It's, a, you know, the, really? the, the Jewish way, this is actually pretty radical, but the Jewish way is not to abstain from pleasures of this world, but rather to elevate all of them. And so all of them? All of them. Everything. Everything. Every pleasure. Name one. Cocaine. Crack. Um, actually, <laughs> actually, <laughs> y'all are both actually, on the same page, sort of. Well, that just seems like the most ridiculous one, right? <laughs> Crack, cocaine, cocaine. So they're actually the, um, in terms of a, um, what? So the root of that is a mind-altering experience, and the truth is that in terms of the tradition of what happened at Mount Sinai, which is when apparently the revelation happened, it said that the people saw the thunder and heard the lightning, okay. which means they were having an out-of-body altered dimensional experience okay and so that's basically the same thing that drugs do so if you if you not to say you need crack cocaine to get there but there is a certain value that's in, that's recognized as I, a, I don't believe i've ever heard anyone religious especially a, a, a rabbi try and link drug abuse to some sort of a spiritual awakening other than i mean other than you know ayahuasca and those those things that people in other cultures talk about yeah they're, i but mean not they're, not judeo-christian everything it's exists on the spectrum of abuse to evo- elevating something so there's a religious right. element there's a religious way you could do cocaine i don't i don't Just know a couple of lines see i wouldn't i, I wouldn't, was gonna say i wouldn't say yeah, that no, no, no. i wouldn't say that <laughs> but, but i would say that the desire to elevate yourself out of the consciousness uh, that you normally deal with sure. on a daily basis is a very human instinct Mm-hmm. Yeah, he draws a, he, he draws a very fine line between what is intoxicating and what is elevating. You know, what 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 throws you over the edge and is no longer connective to the rest of the universe is not going to be beneficial to your spiritual evolution. However, the fundamental belief that you can bring yourself to a higher rate of consciousness now that. That's the key. I mean, don't forget the first <laughs> miracle of our first, you know, you know, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. His first miracle was at the wedding of Cani, where he turned water into wine. And don't forget the only person that God chose to save after the flood was Noah. And what was the first thing Rabbi Noah did after the flood? He, uh, he planted vineyards in order to grow. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Well, I this didn't is true. Did you know that, Lynn, from your well, Baptist upbringing? And you should no, know that. Under I, left, they only teach you Revelation in Southern Baptist but in, Church. And in order to sanctify the Sabbath, the first thing you do is you sanctify it over wine. Wine is, it, again, it's not about getting trashed. No. But, no. It's about, but it's about elevating yourself to the but point I, you can and recognize. And it's about the fellowship. I recently, um, recognize I recently stopped drinking, you know, oh, you it's can been almost start, a year. But I would say, as far as spirituality, it, it became, you know, when you play in bars and, and whatever, I think that at some point you're, it will block you spiritually. Alcohol, as to excess, anything, Absolutely. any addiction or any excessive sort of thing can like block Roberto. your spirit. Right. And I mean, for me, it's a spiritual reason that I wanted to be open to the good and the, and the spiritual side again. And I feel like... And it's worked cutting. for you. Yes. You quit yes. the drinking and the... 
Spirits for Side is coming back. Whereas I'm a, becoming Rabbi, more Rabbi aware. Schiller, Rabbi Schiller is saying you could have a couple of drinks and that's better for you. Yes. I, Not that I'm putting words no, in. No, the barometer, the barometer <laughs> is just your own determination of, own, of what's right good. Right on. What's it's good. It's your own. And I, you, you determine what's good. Right. Okay, so the Jews say go for it. Go for the good. Okay. Yes. Well, on that note, I think we can probably all go off into the night here. Well, hold on a second. Oh, just a I, moment. I, you know what? I, so I am fast. absolutely determined to get this man to give us something at least mildly melodic. We have had this great period of time together. Uh, we've never met each other before. Is that correct? Yes, that's no, correct. That's You're right. M- Mitch, is that right? You've never met any of these people ex- except no. for Grant? No, Mitch okay, and I know right, each other, cool. obviously, yes. How about uh, an understanding that this is a great moment and maybe the Shehaheki Anya? Gee whiz. Jesus. First of all, I am not a melodically, vocally... You can play the shofar, <laughs> and you, nobody knows what it's supposed to sound like, so just give it to us anyway. <laughs> That's the shofar for you. Very nice. Really? Yeah. That was a, is but, that, but then is the, the Shehekianu prayer. Well, the prayer, see, we're going to get complicated if we get into a prayer. Because you're not allowed to say a prayer unless you actually mean, praying. mean it. Praying. But it's not entertainment well, here. Yeah, this is not entertainment. Yeah. No, that's not a joke. We're not around. fucking no, around with God. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I was a religion Seriously. major. And, and, well, and that's no. one thing about being a major and studying <laughs> it in school. There's another thing about being a rabbi and practicing it. It's for educational practices. We could be all struck dead. Then, and I'm going to say God's to all of your man. listeners, they should check out the Shehekianu prayer online. Okay. And they should hear it because basically what it says is. I'll say, I'll say the, the second half in Hebrew. So this is the first half you're not allowed to say unless you're actually saying it over something that le- legitimately desires it. So, what does that mean? I'm not so going to pay a lot for that We should be renewed. We should be um, that we've arrived at this time, that we've established this thing at this, at this time. And that we That's are all blessed saying. and grateful for it. I like that. Okay. Well, that was a nice way to end it. There's been a very interesting hour altogether, hasn't it? <laughs> yes. What a 60 thank minutes you so much. it's been. Lynn Drury, Mitch, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Rabbi Jonas Schiller, thank you. My pleasure. Andrew Ward, thank you for joining us. And on piano, Mitch Foreman. Hey, listen, we're live at the Collins Hotel. If you're coming down to New Orleans, you can come and stay here. It's a great place to stay and a great place to come and have a drink if you're already here in New Orleans. And if you are coming down here and you're listening to this from outside New Orleans somewhere, you need a hotel or a tour or tips on what to do while you're here, check in with our friends at neworleans.com, the official New Orleans travel site. The producer of our show has been Melinda Hawes. Our associate producer is Chris Kehoe. Technical direction has been by Mitch Cry, and our music director is Christian Unruh. Our web designer and our link to the real world is Cliff Brigden. Our theme song was written and is being played currently by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show and you can stay sober or relatively as sober as Andrew Wood for an hour, call us or drop us a line at itsneworleans at gmail.com. Our show is recorded live at the Collins Hotel. You can check out our other happy hours on our website, itsneworleans.com. And our other shows as well, including Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti and Kathy Finn, recorded live at Commander's Palace. And coming soon, Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic. You can keep up with us by liking us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter, and you can subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting. For itsneworleans.com, for Mitch Foreman on piano, I'm Grant Morris. Until next time we meet on Happy Hour. Bye-bye.